2 Samuel 13 After this, Absalom, the son of David, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Amnon was so troubled that he became sick because of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and it seemed hard to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemiah, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. He said to him, Why, son of the king, are you so sad from day to day? Won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, Lay down on your bed and pretend to be sick. When your father comes to see you, tell him, Please let my sister Tamar come and give me bread to eat and prepare the food in my sight, that I may see it and eat it from her hand. So Amnon laid down and faked being sick. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please let my sister Tamar come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight, that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was lying down. She took dough, kneaded it, made cakes in his sight, and baked the cakes. She took the pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. Amnon said, Have all men leave me. Then every man went out from him. Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the room that I may eat from your hand. Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the room to Amnon her brother. When she had brought them near to him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come, lie with me, my sister. She answered him, No, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Don't you do this folly. As for me, where would I carry my shame? And as for you, you will be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore, please speak to the king, for he will not hold me from you. However, he would not listen to her voice, but being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her with exceedingly great hatred, for the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love with which he had loved her. Amnon said to her, Arise, be gone. She said to him, Not so, because this great wrong in sending me away is worse than the other that you did to me. But he would not listen to her. Then he called his servant who ministered to him and said, Now put this woman out from me and bolt the door after her. She had a garment of various colors on her for the king's daughters who were virgins dressed in such robes. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. Tamar put ashes on her head and tore her garment of various colors that was on her, and she laid her hand on her head and went her way crying aloud as she went. Absalom, her brother, said to her, Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? But now hold your peace, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. But when King David heard of all these things, he was very angry. Absalom spoke to Amnon neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. After two full years... Absalom had sheep shearers in Baal Hazor, which is beside Ephraim, and Absalom invited all the king's sons. Absalom came to the king and said, See now, your servant has sheep shearers. Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. The king said to Absalom, No, my son, let's not all go, lest we be burdensome to you. He pressed him, however, he would not go, but blessed him. 
Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. The king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom pressed him, and he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Absalom commanded his servant, saying, Mark now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I tell you, strike Amnon, then kill him. Don't be afraid. Haven't I commanded you? Be courageous and be valiant. The servants of Absalom did to Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man got up on his mule and fled. While they were on the way, the news came to David, saying, Absalom has slain all the king's sons, and there is not one of them left. Then the king arose and tore his garments and lay on the earth, and all his servants stood by with their clothes torn. Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother, answered, Don't let my lord suppose that they have killed all the young men, the king's sons, for Amnon only is dead. For by the appointment of Absalom, this has been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. Now therefore, don't let my lord the king take the thing to his heart, to think that all the king's sons are dead, for only Amnon is dead. But Absalom fled. The young man who kept the watch lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, many people were coming by way of the hillside behind him. Jonadab said to the king, Behold, the king's sons are coming. It is as your servant said. As soon as he had finished speaking, behold, the king's sons came and lifted up their voices and wept. The king also and all his servants wept bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amahur, king of Geshur. David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there three years. King David longed to go out to Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon, since he was dead. 2 Samuel 14 Now Joab the son of Zuriah perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. Joab sent to Tekoa and brought a wise woman from there and said to her, Please act like a mourner and put on mourning clothing, please, and don't anoint yourself with oil, but be as a woman who has mourned a long time for the dead. Go into the king and speak like this to him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. When the woman of Tekoa spoke to the king, she fell on her face to the ground, showed respect, and said, Help, O king. The king said to her, What ails you? She answered, Truly, I am a widow, and my husband is dead. Your servant had two sons, and they both fought together in the field, and there was no one to part them, but the one struck the other and killed him. Behold, the whole family has risen up against your servant, and they say, Deliver him who struck his brother, that we may kill him for the life of his brother whom he killed, and so destroy the heir also. Thus they would quench my coal which is left, and would leave to my husband neither name nor remainder on the surface of the earth. The king said to the woman, Go to your house, and I will give a command concerning you. The woman of Tekoa said to the king, My lord, O king, May the iniquity be on me and on my father's house, and may the king and his throne be guiltless. The king said, Whoever says anything to you, bring him to me, and he will not bother you any more. Then she said, Please let the king remember Yahweh your Elohim, that the avenger of blood destroy not any more, lest they destroy my son. He said, As Yahweh lives, not one hair of your son shall fall to the earth. And the woman said, Please let your servant speak a word to my lord the king. He said, Say on. The woman said, 
Why then have you devised such a thing against the people of Elohim? For in speaking this word, the king is as one who is guilty, in that the king does not bring home again his banished one. For we must die, and are like water spilled on the ground, which can't be gathered up again. Neither does Elohim take away life, but devises means, that he who is banished not be an outcast from him. Now therefore, seeing that I have come to speak this word to my lord the king, it is because the people have made me afraid. Your servant said, I will now speak to the king. It may be that the king will perform the request of his servant. For the king will hear to deliver his servant out of the hand of the man who would destroy me and my son together out of the inheritance of Elohim. Then your servant said, Please let the word of my lord the king bring rest. For as an angel of Elohim, so is my lord the king to discern good and bad. May Yahweh your Elohim be with you. Then the king answered the woman, Please don't hide anything from me that I ask you. The woman said, Let my lord the king now speak. The king said, Is the hand of Joab with you in all this? The woman answered, As your soul lives, my lord the king, no one can turn to the right hand or to the left from anything that my lord the king has spoken. For your servant Joab urged me, and he put all these words in the mouth of your servant. Your servant Joab has done this thing to change the face of the matter. My Lord is wise, according to the wisdom of an angel of Elohim, to know all things that are in the earth. The king said to Joab, Behold now, I have granted this thing. Go therefore and bring the young man Absalom back. Joab fell to the ground on his face, showed respect, and blessed the king. Joab said, Today your servant knows that I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, my king, in that the king has performed the request of his servant. So Joab arose and went to Geshur and brought to Absalom to Jerusalem. The king said, Let him return to his own house, but let him not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house and didn't see the king's face. Now in all Israel there was no one to be so much praised as Absalom for his beauty. From the sole of his feet even to the crown of his head there was no defect in him. When he cut the hair of his head, now it was at every year's end that he cut it, because it was heavy on him, therefore he cut it. He weighed the hair of his head at two hundred shekels after the king's weight. Three sons were born to Absalom and one daughter whose name was Tamar. She was a woman with a beautiful face. Absalom lived two full years in Jerusalem, and he didn't see the king's face. Then Absalom sent for Joab to send him to the king, but he would not come to him. Then he sent again a second time, but he would not come. Therefore he said to his servants, Behold, Joab's field is near mine, and he has barley there. Go and set it on fire. So Absalom's servants set the field on fire. Then Joab arose and came to Absalom to his house and said to him, Why have your servants set my field on fire? Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I sent to you, saying, Come here, that I may send you to the king, to say, Why have I come from Geshur? It would be better for me to be there still. Now therefore let me see the king's face, and if there is iniquity in me, let him kill me. So Joab came to the king and told him, and when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king, and the king kissed Absalom. Second Samuel 15 
After this, Absalom prepared a chariot and horses for himself and 50 men to run before him. Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. When any man had a suit which should come to the king for judgment, then Absalom called to him and said, What city are you from? He said, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Absalom said to him, Behold, your matters are good and right, and there is no man deputized by the king to hear you. Absalom said moreover, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man who has any suit or cause might come to me, and I would do him justice. It was so, that when any man came near to bow down to him, he stretched out his hand, took hold of him, and kissed him. Absalom did this sort of thing to all Israel who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. At the end of forty years, Absalom said to the king, Please let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed to Yahweh in Hebron. For your servant vowed a vow while I stayed in Geshur in Syria, saying, If Yahweh shall indeed bring me again to Jerusalem, then I will serve Yahweh. The king said to him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom is king in Hebron. Two hundred men went with Absalom out of Jerusalem who were invited and went in their simplicity, and they didn't know anything. Absalom set for Ahithophel, the Gilanite, David's counselor, from his city, even from Gilo, while he was offering the sacrifices. The conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. A messenger came to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. David said to all his servants who were with him at Jerusalem, Arise, let's flee, or else none of us will escape from Absalom. Hurry to depart, lest he overtake us quickly and bring down evil on us, and strike the city with the edge of the sword. The king's servants said to the king, Behold, your servants are ready to do whatever my lord the king chooses. The king went out and all his household after him. The king left ten women who were concubines to keep the house. The king went out and all the people after him, and they stayed in Beth Merchach. All his servants passed on beside him, all the Cherethites and all the Pelethites and all the Gittites, six hundred men who came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. Then the king said to Atiyah the Gittite, Why do you also go with us? Return and stay with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile. Return to your own place. Whereas you came but yesterday, should I today make you go up and down with us, since I go where I may? Return and take back your brothers. Mercy and truth be with you. Atiyah answered the king and said, As Yahweh lives and as my lord the king lives, Surely in what place my lord the king is, whether for death or for life, your servant will be there also. David said to Atiyah, Go and pass over. Atiyah the Gittite passed over and all his men and all the little ones who were with him. All the country wept with a loud voice and all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over the brook of Kidron and all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. Behold, Zadok also came, and all the Levites with him, bearing the ark of the covenant of God. And they set down God's ark. And Abiathar went up until all the people finished passing out of the city. The king said to Zadok, Carry God's ark back into the city. 
If I find favor in Yahweh's eyes, he will bring me again and show me both it and his habitation. But if he says, I have no delight in you, behold, here I am, let him do to me as seems good to him. The king said also to Zadok the priest, Aren't you a seer? Return into the city in peace, and you and your two sons with you, Ahamaz your son, and Jonathan the son of Abiathar. Behold, I will stay at the fords of the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. Zadok therefore and Abiathar carried God's ark to Jerusalem again, and they stayed there. David went up by the ascent of the Mount of Olives and wept as he went, and he had his head covered and went barefoot. All the people who were with him each covered their head and went up weeping as they went. Someone told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. David said, Yahweh, please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. When David had come to the top where Elohim was worshipped, behold, Hashua the archite came to meet him with his tunic torn and earth on his head. David said to him, If you pass on with me, then you will be a burden to me. But if you return to the city and tell Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I have been your father's servant in time past, so now I will be your servant. Then will you defeat for me the counsel of Ahithophel. Don't you have Zadok and Abiathar the priests there with you? Therefore, whatever you hear out of the king's house, tell it to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Behold, they have there with them their two sons, Ahamaz, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abiathar's son. Send to me everything that you shall hear by them. So Hushua, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem.